Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Settle back now, content, comfortable, well-fed, and ready for some fine entertainment. Is everybody happy? Then let's go. It's showtime. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. The thing I've seen in 30 years. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. As always, the universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there. Join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. Welcome Happy Saturday afternoon. What a beautiful yeah. day it is here in Virginia Beach. And I'm sure it is. Up north. I think it, everywhere is beautiful on the East Coast right now. So, um, Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so while you you all are out enjoying your day, Joe and I are slaving away inside trying to put together some content for you. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the 8th verbal commit of the 2021 class that came up this week. And then yep. we're going to have James on. We're just going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to talk about our Syracuse basketball uh, Mount Rushmore. That'll be fun, I think. We'll see. Got a lot of feedback on that. We'll go over some of yours. So um, let's have at it. Joe. Yes. La- Landon Morris, six foot five, 210-pound uh, tight end. He's 180th tight end this cycle according to the composite ranking rankings over at 247 sports uh he chose the orange over iowa state and ufc um i think he had he had offers from michigan and boston college too they extended some offers so according to mike McAllister yep. uh, at com, morris will be a tight end for syracuse though he does play he did play wide receiver in high school so another offensive position the the i think it's what is it the third is it the third one of that cycle? Anyway. Oh. They've had, what, this is the second tight end they've gotten now. they got a receiver. Oh, so uh, it's a fourth. You're right. You're right. Yeah, so, but um, this guy is one of those guys that can probably blossom in either or. He's got the frame to become a good tight end, and I think that's what they want to try to do. Uh, but he's obviously going to have to work on filling out, putting on some uh He's got the height. Size. Yeah, he's got the height. Yeah, he's got the, the height. You know, he's got to put on some size. He's got to to get good at and consistent at blocking. Um, unless he ends up just becoming one of those just receiver threat type guys on pass downs. But you know, you really don't like to become predictable when it comes to positions like that, right? Like when you know that guy's in, it's a pass play, that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> so. You know, I can see him going to receiver or or to tight end. Um, I don't know if he's going to have the the speed to become a receiver, but I think if this guy fills out, he can definitely give Syracuse some type of vertical threat that they haven't uh, had in a little while. Uh, A lot of their tight ends are more on the blocking end of it. I know Luke Benson, as a true freshman last year, was was pretty good as far as going out and catching passes, but this guy is a different type of body, like a guy that can go down the middle, get get past – 
you know, over the the linebackers and become a vertical threat to kind of keep those safeties honest. I think that's one of those things that we haven't really had is, you know, if you can get a tight end that can get go down the middle and catch some passes and keep those safeties honest, then it, it makes it easier for the outside receivers as well. So um, it'd be nice to see if, if it's something that he could turn into. But, uh, I mean, looking at where he's from and some of the attention that he was getting, uh, it looks to be a pretty good get as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I don't think – I don't see him coming in and – you know, the first year coming in and really helping too much. Uh, I mean, he's still got a year left, so he could fill out, put on some weight, maybe get that special teams, maybe a couple pass plays here and there. But, uh, again, a three-star guy that he's probably going to redshirt and try to put some weight on, and, hey, you never know. Yeah, so, I mean, the um, the 2021 class is, is shaping up. I guess we expect a couple more, obviously, come through. Yeah. Um, well, we got some. You never know what's going to happen either with these virtual, you know, you don't know I if know. not being able to, right? I mean, you don't know if it's, this is helping or, or hurting, but um, not being able to go to campus, uh, if you think about it, kind of helps us, right? I mean, think, I mean, it was just snowing last weekend in Syracuse. Right. So if they were doing official visits or running camps up in Syracuse and they had kids from all over going up there, granted, they're playing inside probably a manly or something, but like it doesn't help, dude. It can't help. Right. Yeah, exactly. So this virtual stuff, who knows? It might help. I mean, we do. We still are in the running for some four star guys some bigger type recruits. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's another there's another DB four star DB. Out there, yeah, there's four star DB. I think there's a linebacker that was that he played. Uh, what the same, the same high school as one of the guys that we just got. Uh, the DN there, the last recruit uh, verbal before this, but and even then, uh, I mean George Rooks, um, who's a really really kind of high up there um, defensive tackle out of New Jersey. I mean he's had twenty offers from Big Ten, ACC, SEC, Notre Dame. I mean. He's got offers from Ohio State, Georgia, Auburn, Michigan. I mean, he's he's up there. But his father played at Syracuse um, on the offensive line back in uh, the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. So uh, I don't know, man. You know, you, you have those family legacies where their their families played at the Syracuse, and you, you always hope that has some t- something that can help. You know, he's from Jersey, four-star. Uh, that's a guy to look out for. Uh, I don't know if he's gotten down to his – last six or how far he is in his recruitment. But I know that he is, um, from everything that I've read, uh, Syracuse is a serious, a serious, uh, option. Yeah. Well, you hope you can pull those ones in where you've already, you know, you pull in a dude's dad or uncle or whatever, you know, like the Howard Trish, Brandon Trish type thing. <laughs> right. Right. You know? Right. So, I mean, you hope you, you always can hope that, that might right? help. Yeah. 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 Um, well, all right. Um, there, there was a preferred walk on too. He's from Salve, local kid, six four, two hundred and sixty pound defensive lineman, Elijah Wright. Um, so there's that yep. big kid, big kid. So, oh yeah, he's a um, big kid. A lot of times the preferred walk ons, those are guys that he, he probably could have got a lower. I mean, he, I think in the, an article I read, he had scholarships to some D one AA schools and stuff like that, but Hey, hometown kid. And if, if you want to work hard and that's your dream is to, to go and, get a get a scholarship at your hometown school then you know go for it and if they're going to give you a preferred walk-on I mean that just means that you're kind of guaranteed to make the team and I think that gives you a leg up if there are some extra scholarships so he's definitely going to have a chance to um to earn that scholarship and like he spoke in his article uh he's very versatile so he doesn't really 
care one way or another where they want to put him, whether it's D-line, offensive line, or linebacker. So, he just wants to play. Um, I mean, he, he just wants to play. He don't yeah. care. He's going to show up. He's going to ask the coaches where they see him and what he can do, and he's going he's gonna to do the best he can. And, hey, maybe he'll earn a scholarship along the way. Yeah, so it's been a minute since we talked about some Syracuse basketball, so we just conjured up some, some something to talk about. And um, we're going to bring Gertz yeah, well, up. You we're did some br- football, too. I did do some football. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to table the football and bring that back up later. Okay? Uh, I Roger think that. You know, I mean, and we got a couple of things to talk about. We can talk about a little yeah. bit about this thing with Coach and um, see if James got anything, anything new to add that we don't know about. All right, joining us now is the one, the only, Syracuse basketball uh, beat writer for Noon's Magician, our good buddy, James Zuba. James, how you doing, brother? James. I'm still alive, man. I'm still alive. I'm here. Um, I've, been, I've been better. I've definitely been better. But, uh, you know, all things considered, it could be much worse. So I'm, I'm doing okay. James looks the closest to a caveman I've ever seen him. Yeah. So... <laughs> I've got I've got a little beard going on, although it's it's more scruff than beard. He's got hair coming yeah. out of his hat. It's wildly untamed, even with the hat on. I've gotten a haircut in like two and a half months. I started doing my yeah. own. I started doing my own, right? I never get compliments on my hair. Yeah, it's, me too. Me too. <laughs> Joe, you've been doing your own since eighth grade. <laughs> so <laughs> when it started falling out. So uh uh, I started doing my own, and I got I got two in, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I could have saved, uh, and you know, who knows how much money at at twenty yeah. at, at thirty bucks a pop or whatever the hell I was paying, and I'm like, you know what? I think I'm just going to keep doing my own hair. I mean, what the hell? So, <laughs> right? I mean, what the you hell? Could be alone in that. I mean, there there might be some other guys experiencing the same thing. The, the ladies, I don't think that'll that'll happen. But there might be some guys that no, probably not. Some new things. Uh, oh, thing, so. my wife is like she. They the um. Well, we'll get into all this. This the, the Virginia Beach just opened up, and I, I couldn't be more happy. So they've been doing right. takeout, like you could do takeout, but they opened up the outside now. You know, so you can sit outside. Sure. So, anyways, that's where I'm going tonight to the local the local pub that's been shut down. Excellent. Yes. Um, shout out to Tailgate sure Sports Pub in Virginia Beach. It, yeah, right. I'm getting a table <laughs> reserved. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a regular there. I get a table reserved. So, oh, well, all right. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't know you had a big like that. Eh, you know, I mean, when you live two blocks from it, you know, familiar face. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, James. So, so they see the haircut. Yeah, you know, everybody's got their like cheers place. You know, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, everyone's got the place where you go, everybody knows your name, you're comfortable with it, it's your spot. Everybody's got their own little bar, you know? But yours, yours, the East End? Eat, it, nail on the head, right? The East End Bar and Grill, so, New York City. So, I've been, you know, we've I've followed them on Twitter before I even knew you went there, before, I mean, yeah. I haven't ever really met you, because yeah. they're they're kind of a Syracuse bar, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually funny, like... When I when I first moved to the city, um, I moved up to like the Upper East Side, and East End was like two blocks from me, and it was just like on a whim, and you know I got there and I realized like it was a Q's bar. Uh, I, I've gotten to, to meet the owner, Kenny Bone, great like great guy. Like if, if if anybody knows Kenny, he's a great guy, great person. 
Um, so, so that just kind of like became the spot for like the games that I wouldn't get to. I would just go there. You know, it's, it was two blocks and I'd bring my laptop and write during the game when I wasn't at the games. And, uh, you know, obviously I haven't been up there recently, but I, I still go up there um, even even now. So, yeah, that's that's my spot, man. It's a really good bar. I can't wait and when I come down there, which is going to happen. Yep. Uh, you mean go up? Up, up. Yes, up. Down from cool. Syracuse, up from here. When I go up there. Uh, you, you don't want to come here for a while, though. Oh, yeah. Well, we know. It's going to be a while. We'll, 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 <laughs> <laughs> the freaking ghost town. It's like the walking dead up there. So we'll we'll get we'll get we'll get into all that. So um a couple Syracuse things to do. Well, one major one, but I want to ask you first, is there anything is there anything new that we don't know about yet do, having to do with Syracuse basketball? Is everything out there? Has the news been that slow since Yeah, yeah, yeah it really have. I mean, we've had a few scheduling things come out. Um Oh, UMBC. You know, yeah, UMBC's come out, so we're, we're starting to get a little bit of the schedule together. Uh, once that's complete, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out and uh, talk with uh, the the Dobo there now and get a little bit more intel on, on the schedule and you know kind of putting the pieces together as, as far as the, how how that works and how it gets put together. Well, there's um, not, there, Elijah staying in the draft, and then the, the Alan yeah. Griffin kids coming aboard. But uh, other than that, there's there's really been not a lot of news. I mean, there's like the Bayheim's Army stuff. Which is slow too. Coming out slowly but surely, but other than that, there really hasn't been much real, you know, things that are actually occurring to talk about. What do you think about um, about the uh, top forty under under forty with Jerry? I I did see that. Um, I don't like it. How they put that together, man? Like, I know. How do you how do you look at these guys and like? I feel like a lot of it was based on playing career, like who you were as a player as opposed to like measured success, because how do you measure like, who are these guys getting in recruits? Like who, I feel like that's the only thing. Yeah, it's re- I think it's, I think it's recruits. I think it's that. Yeah. yeah but like, w- was there an established criteria? Was it spelled out? Or it no? says, um, nah. so, so the 40 under 40 list, he's, uh, what is he? 23rd, 23rd, but among assistant coaches, he's eighth. Well, yeah, and twenty five of them have head coaching jobs. Yeah, yeah. and Greg Paulus was just on the uh, just on the outside looking in, and I know how much you love him. You put him on your your Syracuse football Mount Rushmore, which we're gonna James, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna him and Troy Noons up there, of course. They're up there, man. Two, <laughs> him and Hunt. You know, those are three of the best QBs to ever do it. Perry Patterson, up there. So, and, you know, you gotta you gotta give. Credit to Gerg, man. He's one of the best head coaches to ever come through the program. I, I love how like guys on Twitter were like, "What? Like, what? Why did you pick those guys?" Like, what? I'm like, "Come on, man." I'm, they don't I'm know. They don't know you. They don't right. know James the Troll. <laughs> no, don't forget his Andrew Robinson. Oh, a lot so, of Robinsons. We're, oh yeah. We'll 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 table the the Syracuse football Mount Rushmore, but we'll do the basketball one here in a second. Um, okay. So I got, I mean, we, let's do, I mean, here's a buy, seller hold just popped in my head while we're talking about Jerry Mack. Uh, buy, seller hold. If you hold your weenie, by the way, which turns oh, into, I'm just saying, man, it's too easy. I only got one for crying out loud. Then why isn't it an option? I only got, because I don't, because I don't know. Cause that's how you do it. I guess. Oh, okay. You know, All if right. there's, if we're doing like five of them, maybe you get one hold. 
It's an option. So if someone if you want to you you make fun of them, right? Is that what it is? Call Mooney. Yeah, if you want to hand oh. over the man card, then you then make you, hold. you feel better about yourself. All right, let's I go. I mean, we want some real conversation. You can't just hold all the time. It's too easy. So I'll uh, stay. <laughs> so Jerry Mack will assume the head coaching position for Jim Beheim when he retires. Hey man, that's how many of these are we doing? Just this one, I think. Just this one. I, just, yeah. I think I gotta go home. I don't want to be. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> what did it's, I just it's say? Too soon. It's it's too soon to tell. I mean, like when there, there's so much, there's too many variables around that question. Like when when does Jim step away? Is it in two years? Has he has he coached his last game? All right. Is it in two years? Is it in five years? Does Jerry leave and take another job somewhere else? That's what I'm afraid of. Does, you, you know, I mean, there, there's so many, so many ways to look at this question, and we we've all talked about it a lot. And I think it's it's you know definitely worthy of discussion. Like, what is the program without Jim? He's been there, you know, fifty some odd years, really. <laughs> right. Yeah, with playing time and everything. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, it, it is pushing fifty years. But it's you, you know. It's it's way too hard. It's way too soon to tell. I, I think he's definitely in that conversation. Um, you know, there's a few other guys like w- within the the quote unquote Syracuse basketball family that Audrey. would definitely be in consideration. I think they'll go that way. Although I think they should open it up and you know see who's interested nationally and who's available at the time. Yeah. But um, he, he's definitely one of those guys in that conversation. I, for sure. I, I saw I saw an argument on Facebook when I uh, posted the article about it about um, I think it was uh, someone was I forget who it was they were they were trying to push Patino it's Chris 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 on Facebook was trying to push a bid for pa- what's you'll sell that all day I'll sell Patino all day and twice on Sunday not a fan huh. I mean, what's what's the value? Like, he's he's got the baggage with him. I, yeah. One, well, that's it. Yeah. That's it. I mean, he's a great coach. He's a he's a he's a great coach, but right. it's the baggage. And plus, he's got a Louisville tattoo. So, so yeah. I mean, right. <laughs> so I feel like I'm gonna buy. You're gonna buy. Okay. I'm Jerry or Rick? No, Jerry. Oh, okay. Yeah, Rick ain't I was changing the subject. Yeah, I want to get Rick. I want to get rid of Rick. But um, <laughs> the thing is, is that again, it's gonna I, fans are gonna be just kind of split with this, right? And really, that's that was the one question when I was thinking about Mike Hopkins. You know, like Jim Bam Bamheim, great. You know what they built, Carmelo coming in, helping with the Mellow Center after they won the championship, just two three zone and everything like this. But with Mike Hopkins becoming that coach when he was the coach in waiting. Was that guaranteed another how many years of this two three zone? I guess my thing is is that as a school in Syracuse, as a fan of Syracuse, do you want to just forever see this two three zone different kind of basketball, or are we going to use our brand when Bayheim's gone and change it up with some up and coming guy? I I think and, and use and use that use that you know use the brand like we're still a top ten top fifteen brand where when Bayheim's gone. You can bring in another guy to come in and change it up. But if you bring in Hopkins, you bring in Red Autry, you bring in Jerry McNamara, that's just a guy that played for him that's still going to continue this 2-3 zone, and it's gonna have to, and, and they're going to have to live up to those his ex- expectations. You know, that's, that's a tough act to follow. So, I mean, it's hard to ask the, answer the question because, you know, Jerry McNamara 
who knows if he wants to stay there. I mean, he's from Scranton. I know he likes the area. Syracuse never really left, so I'm sure he might want to presume that, and I buy it because of lists like this and the fact that his name is going to rise up. He is the main recruiter of Dior, and if they start getting more guys to make this class look really, really good and Beheim goes out with a lot of good recruits from, from Jerry in the next couple of years, then he's going to be the hot guy on campus, and it would be dumb not to. But my question as a fan is, is how long do we want this 2-3, this aura, this 2-3 over Jim Beheim over the program? You know I, what I, mean? I don't know like, if you can do it after Jim Beheim leaves. I don't. It's kind of like the signature thing. I mean, maybe you mix it in, but you have like a high, you know, you, yeah. you know it's going to change. I don't think it stays the way it is. I don't think, I, I just don't think, I think, first of all, I think it's too much pressure for the next guy coming in, especially if Well, if Washington, Washington, it doesn't look that much different. No, well, I mean, you're right, but was did did Coach Hop play the two three the entire time? A mainly, lot of it. yeah, he, he mainly oh, um, did he a lot of it. Up. And I don't think anybody's going to be like exclusive, even under the Jim Beheim coaching tree. I don't think anybody's exclusively play two three zone. You know, we we haven't seen it out of Autry or Jerry because they haven't had a head coaching job. But right, even, even guys like Ryan Blackwell who who coach at Liverpool, he's he plays the two three zone. Um, he, he probably favors the zone over man, but he, he splits between zone and man. Um, and he plays it even a little bit differently than Jim. Um, but yeah, I don't think anyone's going to be like predominantly 40 minutes a game exclusively play the two, three zone, except when you're going to press. I don't think that's going to happen. What? But I do love that you bring up the two, three zone part because Syracuse fans complain about this to no end. Yeah. Say you shouldn't play it 40 minutes. But you know just as well as I do, if they brought in somebody from outside the family, they would be pissed if they didn't play a 2-3 zone. They're like, sure, respect the Bayhine. Yeah, 100%. And that's what I think is the crazy question, right? Because all the fans all the time, they complain about it, right? Yeah. But it's like they want that perfect little in-between, right? You should do the, play the 2-3 zone until it's not working and then do this, right? And it's, it's, they're always going to complain. But like you said, it's, it's like you bring in somebody that – completely changes you bring in a shaka smart type guy that's going to come in and press and sub and play hard man to man there'll be people complaining all day long about the two three zone so that's the one thing that that's just <clears throat> it's going to be the huge question because if you bring somebody under the family i think that the fans will like it more and obviously they'll be more comfortable but then there's just that aura of having to i mean it's almost like, you know, a comedian or somebody that's on stage, right? And someone goes out and kills it, and then you need to go follow that. Like, that's a lot of pressure. So, again... That's what I was saying. It's, it's, it's too much pressure. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. But with all that said, with the with all of the, like, the spotlight on Jerry McNamara and the fact that he does seem like he's getting better with recruiting, and who knows, only time will tell if he can actually be a head coach. But obviously, yeah. being on that list and being in the spotlight... Uh, if he's in that type of big spotlight and Bayheim goes and retires, then we would be dumb not to give yeah. that spot to him. Let, let me let me ask you this. A lot of people assume like Jerry to be that guy, but I like what what separates Jerry from Autry? Like right. Jerry Jerry had a better playing career. He won a title. He's a more recognizable name. Um legend is a player, like we all know that, right? Um Autry has had better success as a recruiter. Uh, recruits the heck out of the DMV area. He's gotten so much talent out of there. Guys like Jeremy Grant uh, and the like. He's recruited that area really well. He has other coaching experience as an assistant at Virginia Tech. So he has that under his belt as well. Jerry's only been on the Syracuse staff. 
but but you know what what separates like why do people just assume it's going to be jerry and and by, by no means am i throwing shade at jerry like no but I you're right it, he would make he would be a great hire like if if nobody outside didn't want the job and if mike hopkins wants to stay at washington do his thing out there i think jerry would still be a great hire but but why do people assume that he's got it over someone like Austin. Yeah, I mean that's true because that is. I mean, it's an under forty. Well, yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's over, over 40, forty, right? He's so, forty-eight. He's but, so, yeah, but besides he, that, this is a different subject, though. Right, but the, but again, what we're saying at the same time is is that just because Jerry McNamara is on this list of coaches under forty, Adrian Autry is over forty, doesn't mean yeah. that he's not next in yeah. line or that he's not a better coach. It's just he happens to be over forty, and this list was under forty, and Jerry was on it. So, I mean. Exactly what James said. It could be just that this is just a, you know, people are going to be triggered by the by the uh, the report because of you know under forty because it doesn't like he said talk yeah. about Autry. But who who's to say that Autry's not ahead of a list if it was just all the coaches? Yeah, two two different things. Two different things we're talking. Yeah. So, Joe, would you 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 bought or sold? I don't even remember. You're about rambling. Jerry? You're I ramb- your rambling answer went on for no, ever stop. and ever. <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> I could, you could easily sell this one because all the variables like James mentioned. But I would say, y'all you know, make it a little bit more complicated and nuanced. If it's within Buddy's playing time, I would, you know, once Buddy's gone, coach is gone as well. You know, coach your son. You know, get out. Uh, I would buy. If it extends past that, I would sell. So. Just because you know, with this list, okay, this is this is just you know one of those no, things. Didn't know you could do two answers. Well, I'm just, I mean, you know, it's really James Held for crying out loud. So, <laughs> Buddy Bayham so, is the next coach of the Syracuse. That's, that's <laughs> bye, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I mean, it is there is a lot of variables, and we've we've humored this uh, GMAC coach talk for a while. I don't preferably. I I don't want to see him leave. Like I I would hate to have like another Hopkins type move. You know I feel like, you know it's just how Syracuse is. It's like, it's it's been it's our whole lives have been like this. Just I mean what other what other team is just hired from within for I mean going on fifty years. Yeah. Think I mean who do is there one? Is there another one? It's it's so hard to know really what this program is without Bayheim. I know. Right? That's I know. All like. Like this, this is never going to happen again. Like it'll, it'll right. never happen. There uh, will never yeah. be another coach even remotely close to what Jim Beheim was like. And he's he's created the program. He's built everything around. It's it's all been around Jim. So what what is this program? You know, how much is Syracuse Athletics willing to pay that next head coach? You know, they've they've had Jim at a discount for how many years? And yeah, you know, just yeah. so much has changed throughout all the years. It's it's hard to really know what this program is. Without without Bayham, yeah, you're exactly right. So, so I think I think that we as fans kind of underappreciate it, right? I, I think once he leaves, people are really going to start to understand just how hard it is to win. It's right. I mean, you, I looked at the Noons Magician, uh, the the report that uh, John wrote up about the decades and stuff, right? About yeah. what's the better decade, and when you're looking at the past four decades, like we're making NCAA tournament seven eight times out of every like every decade yeah you know there's there's teams out there that are 
they go coach through coach, coaching carousel. They're worried. They're they're hoping they make the NCAA tournament once, twice a decade, right? Despite so, the, the just, despite the recruiting issues and everything, there are so many issues, especially you know the past ten years. No, two. Yeah, but I mean, hard. we've had two different types of times when we've had NCAA uh, sanctions and. Uh, all the things that have happened, you know, just to have one coach that whole time. And like when you always hear every team talk about, well, preach family, preach this, preach that. Well, it's hard to preach family when it's a coaching, you know, carousel and it's just in and out the door, in and out the door. This guy's proven since the the mid seventies, right. That like he's been there and every, every guy, every player, they're so comfortable just going back home, going back home. And I just think that it's something that's underappreciated and, and it doesn't happen often. And that's why it's a lot greater than what people actually think that it is because it gives you a, a safe sense of like comfort and like just confidence as far as the team goes. And whenever there's so much change, that just becomes tumultuous and God fans hate that. So I just, I just think that like you said, it's like we want it to be Mike Hopkins or Red Autry or Jerry McNamara to keep it going, right. To keep the family and the whole, thing going because this is our comfort level this is what we're comfortable with it's been our whole lives it's been like that since before before we were all born actually it's been like that it's all we know so to switch from that and to get an outsider i mean not only will he be sneered at but that's a that talk about pressure that may be more pressure (laughs) that's true (laughs) you know what i'm saying that's a tough job yeah Yeah. this is a tough this fan base is tough yeah It's, it's a very tough job yeah yeah. Very tough. So and going to James, like it's going to be a lot of money cow. to bring somebody new in. So. Yes, because private school. I mean, the funds just aren't there to get top caliber coach. Like Bayheim sure. could be making so much more money somewhere else. I no mean, it, it, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, that's that's definitely a huge part of it. So, um, well, that was our struggles with been our struggles with football. I mean, you know, I mean, really, we we're so lucky to have Babers, in my opinion. At this point. Um, all right. <clears throat> Let's switch gears. Let's do our Syracuse basketball Mount Rushmore. I'm going to do mine first because I saw mine pop up quite a bit. I don't know if y'all have been looking at this. Joe maybe has. James. I looked at it a little bit, yeah. Is it yours based upon history or based upon your life? Mm-mm. What do you mean? Well, I mean, you get people out there that put Dave Bing, but they never seen him play. So oh, I'm wondering yeah, if no. you're picking it off of your. I picked. Of your... I picked. I'll, I'll explain mine. I have okay. Mine's sentimental. So, um, coach, obviously, and and I put in here, you know, is coach a given? It's it's kind of a rhetorical question, folks. I didn't, you know wasn't saying it wasn't a given. I was just seeing if there were people who didn't have him in there. So, um, believe it or not, there are a lot of people who do not like coach. Whatever, um, <laughs> like like Eric. Eric says, "Well, hold on, I'll go over that in a second. Um, mine is mine is Coach Mello. Obvious reasons for Mello. Pearl. I think Pearl. It, it, he was the number one recruit in the country when he was recruited by Beheim. Beheim's first huge recruit paved the way. He he's he's um, you know. And I got to be honest, I don't really remember watching Pearl play." like sitting down and watching him play. But he did pave the way, you know, and he was the first one. He was the one that brought these huge crowds into the dome. Like he was exciting. And the things he did, the way he, that he, um, his ball handling, all this stuff. I mean, just go watch tape of him. He's freaking brilliant. There wasn't a defense that could stop him bringing the ball up. Full court press, it didn't matter. Um, and plus, you know, the half court shot, which will always be awesome. And then Coleman, 
Derek Coleman was like my favorite, my first favorite Syracuse player, football or basketball. It's the first name I ever really glommed onto was Derek Coleman, man. He was, he was huge. Uh, it was, he was a first round draft pick in the NBA, rookie of the year in the NBA in 91 or whatever it was. I mean, he was awesome. And he, he was all time scoring leader until Moten came around, right? And he's still second. So I, I don't know how you don't, don't put Coleman in there. And, that, and that's just me. Mello gave us the <coughs> championship, Pearl, and, and Coach. Those, that's my, my, my four. Someone else's turn. <laughs> well, okay, I'll just go because mine's very similar. I only have one difference. Obviously, Coach for a reason. We just talked about it at nauseum about his longevity here and what he has done um, to the university program community. Uh, Mello obviously because of the fact that he brought us a national championship. Um, Pearl Washington, just because of what he did as far as the timing of him coming from New York City, ESPN, Big East. Uh, I mean, that's that could have been the reason why we had the Derek Coleman's and the teams of yeah. those, right? And then uh, instead of Derek Coleman, I would go, and a lot of it has to do with because this is one of my first memories as far as like being a fan. Because I was a little bit younger than you, so I don't really remember Derek, watching Derek Coleman in them. Um, but Lawrence Moton, the fact oh, that yeah. he held the fact that he held the Big East scoring record until just, just a couple this past years year. ago, right? Or was it this past? No, year? just this past year. Oh, yeah, okay. Marcus Howard from Marquette. Uh, the, and I'll, right. I'll tell you what, Lawrence Moton didn't gun nearly as much as this guy did, shooting double digit threes a game. So he really tried, really had to try to beat that record. Um, but. Yeah, Lawrence Moton to me because of that, uh, that would be mine. In, in in Lawrence Moton, I mean, it's that's a good that's a good one, Joe. I just and for the same reasons, I chose Derek Coleman. You chose Moton, but you know, with Jerry Mack with an honorable mention from me too. Just yeah, you know, well, Coleman was, was close because it's hard to deny what when he a number one pick. He was a number one NBA, draft pick so, in the NBA. Yeah, right. So it's hard to not deny that and rookie just, of the year. I, but I look at Lawrence Moton as a. When I'm looking at Syracuse wise and what he did for Syracuse and being the all time yeah. scoring beast and stuff, yeah. So. But you know, Coleman was up there until Moten came around. Yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah, I know. James. So my my four are very similar, um, and you you could argue, you can argue a lot of you know. There, there's a handful of guys. Oh, there's that a you bunch. Really argue to be in that that top four. Um, but but first, you know, Beheim, I I think. You definitely have to put Jim Beheim in there. I think he's the most unique Hall of Fame coach at the college level of all time. Uh, I don't think there's anybody like him. Uh, I don't think it'll ever happen again <laughs> the way that it's happened at Syracuse. Yeah. I, no, I, but but think about it, like this this kid came to Syracuse as a walk on, worked, worked his tail off to you know get eventually get in the starting lineup, um, stays with the university as an assistant goes on, gets the head coaching job at a relatively young age and stayed true to one university, to one, one place. It's, it's never going to happen again. Nope. And the way that, that Syracuse really rose through the Big East from really nothing through the Big East and then all the way on through with all the guys that, that came through after, uh, I, I just don't, I don't think it's ever going to happen again in the same way. Um, so I, I think, you know, obviously the accomplishments speak for themselves. Um, you know, he's he's been to the Final Fours across five different decades. You count the the first one as an assistant. 
So you've got 60s, 70s, 80s. 80s. He made the championship in 80. No, 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 no. No, I think it's 70s, 70s, right? 70s, 80s, 87. Yeah. 96, 2003, and then 13 and 16. And I just don't think it's it's ever going to happen again in quite the same way. Um, Forty four years without a losing season, so that speaks for itself. Um, but but to you know put a put a bow on it, I, I would go with Pearl just because of what he meant to the program early. Um, I, I should have said Bing first, but but I think it's Bayheim and Bing, and then Pearl just because of everything that happened with the Big East, making Syracuse nationally relevant, everything that happened after that. And I'm, I'm going to put Mello. I think you could argue against him just because he's he's one year. One year. Yeah. You know, and that that would be the argument against him. Like he's he was only there one year, but he brought Syracuse a title, everything that it meant to the university, to the city, and then also with the Mello Center. I mean, I think yeah. that's huge just to have his name on that practice facility. True. Kids know Mello. He's he's become almost like iconic in a way that also couldn't really be done at another university. I feel like, but. You know, like like the mellow jersey is now kind of vintage, like the Syracuse mellow jersey. Um, he's, he's just sort of been like iconic and like that poster child for for Syracuse and for like college basketball, and like the one and done model. Like he's kind of like the poster boy for that. Yeah. So that that would be my four. Those would be my four. All right. Um, oh yeah, huge recruiting tool that mellow center by no the doubt. way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and he it's definitely put a lot of money into that. So. Yeah, and a championship. That's yeah. Um, yeah, we got, let's see, let's see, let's see. There are so many of these, you guys, and there's so many combinations, but, um, let's see. Eric has Coleman. He says Coleman. And then I said, well, there's three more to go. (laughs) 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 And he says, oh, damn. Okay. You could argue like John Wallace. You could argue. Oh yeah. Like a Billy Owens, like all, all these guys, you know, there, there's so many guys that you could throw into that conversation. He also put in uh, G Mac, Mello, and Howard Trish. So Howard, he doesn't give a reason for Howard Trish, but he throws him in there. Um, let's see. <laughs> okay. Andrew, I, I don't think you could argue Howard Trish, but uh, I, right. there's a bunch you can't argue, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know. Um, no disrespect to Howard Trish. I just don't think he's one of the. Yeah, but but you know, I mean, whatever. Maybe it was one of the first ones he remembers or something like. I'm Mike. putting Frank. I mean, I, on that. Frank Howard's going up. There. I could understand. I could understand G Mac based upon like a fan favorite, right? But, yeah, that's why he's my honorable mention. I mean, you know what he's done. He's still there coaching, and you know, obviously we've talked. We just talked about a lot about him. It, there's yeah. there's there's a there's a great argument to keep him in there. Because if I wanted my fan favorite, John Wallace would be in mine. You know, if I went with if I went with my like oh, from, let's do that. From, Why don't we do that? Fan favorite, Here's fan favorite, top four. All right. Well, um, I'm saying probably from my from what I remember seeing, right? The players I remember seeing, like that was like right there. You know, I was 13, 14, right in the sports, and it was yeah. the Cuses in the house, ninety six. Like, can we can we do our top four like fans? Like like, see, yeah, we we can. Um, I can just spit mine out real quick. Okay, so Derek Coleman, GMAC. I love Eric Devendorf. Hey, I I I, I just do. <laughs> I, I love the attitude, man. I love yeah. it. I love it. And then, um, man, there's so many. I loved CJ. <laughs> I loved CJ Fair too. But I'm gonna go a little bit older. And and it's tough. Last one's tough. 
I mean, Stevie Thompson, I loved him back in the day when I was a kid. God, you're so old. But, <laughs> but <laughs> Billy Owens, that was that whole Derek Holman era. Billy oh, Owens, yeah. Ronnie Cycli. Oh, gosh, I love Sherman Ronnie Douglas. Cycli. Sherman Douglas. Me? Yeah. Uh, so, damn. Um, oh, How did man. That won a championship. My mom, my mom loved J.B. Reefsnyder. And Joe hey, and I were just talking about J.B. Reefstinker. <laughs> That's what I called him. But I, I'll, I'll throw in Moten on my last one, man, just because of what he accomplished. It's, I love that. So that's my four. That's tough. Doing your favorite is tough. It's really tough. Go ahead, James. Uh, first, number one, Andy Rowlands. Uh, oh, I love Andy Kind of for the reason that Sean mentioned, like, he was, you know, I was in middle school when he was coming up at SU, and, like, I watched him play at J.D., so he was kind of like the local kid, like the the white hope, you know what I mean? That like went on and accomplished, and you know went had success at Syracuse. Sniper. And yeah, yeah. So so Andy is number one for me. That's when I was just like really getting into basketball and all that. Uh, two would be James. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. 
a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. 
Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Sutherland? Cause uh, I just love like his personality, man. He was so funny. Like just hearing the stories, like I think Donna covered him pretty well, but like he would cluck like a chicken, like when he wanted the ball and like he would fart on the court sometimes like that. <laughs> just awesome. <laughs> and he's like also just like a sniper. So James is up there. Um, th- this one won't be popular with people, but uh, Frank Howard, just because. Yeah, he's in he New York first... City, right? What's up? He's from New York City, right? No, he's, he's from D.C. Oh, okay. Okay. But he was the first player I ever interviewed, and he was, like, really cordial, really open. And, like, even throughout his time at Syracuse, he was always really honest with me. Like, I would ask him questions, and he would say things where you're, like – he's not just saying it to say it. Like, he, he would say things sometimes where you're, like, that he, he really means that. Like, some guys just kind of, like, tell you the right thing or tell people what they want to hear. Too- Frank was always kind of honest, so I appreciated that. Yeah. Um, those three guys. And then lastly, I'll probably go with like Quest Duaney. Like he, he was wow, my favorite player on the national championship team, which not a lot of people really like recognized him or even think about him when they think about that team. But him and then like Josh Pace was a close, close sport. Joe loves some he, Josh Pace. JP. I do. I was a big fan of Josh Pace. Absolutely. He'd probably be there close and like right in the spot where, where James was. But if I had to do my four – uh, it's again, a lot of it goes down to not necessarily the best players, but how long they stayed. Right. I mean, yeah. cause I love yeah, Carter Williams, Dion waiters, but you know, when you're only staying a couple years, right. Yeah. So probably, probably I think the only guy that's on the list that didn't stay all four years is Johnny Flynn. Hey. Um, he just, to me, like, I just loved everything about his game. And when he used to dunk and take, you know, when he dunked on that boy, Dude from Rutgers was just ridiculous. So yeah, the and just the way that he played. Oh, bro. That's so good. Just the way that he played with his dog, intensity man. and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he willed us to wins in seasons when we didn't have very good teams. And we didn't uh, even know he could dunk when he did that. Like, I had Mike no idea. Rosario was the guy. So, Mike yeah, Mike did, Rosario, oh, really? that, was their, that was their five-star guy. Mm-hmm. That was when Rutgers was actually okay back in the rack. Yep. Right? So, but – um. Jerry McNamara would be on there, um, obviously, because of everything that, that he went through, too. I mean, just crazy games and everything. Um, John Wallace, because of the childhood and being younger. Um, and then, again, like I said before, I mean, Lawrence Moten, that was the first team that I remember. Like, that team after Billy Owens last year and all those guys. And when you had some the other Sox. guys, I think like Dave Johnson and, yeah. But I remember that stuff. But and Lawrence Moten was was just the guy there. So again, there's other guys there. I love C.J. Fair. I love Devendorf. But those would be my four. I love Brandon Trish too. Yeah, I mean, you could go. There's so many, man. Yeah, I mean, Jason Hart was one of you know another guy that was just real, real fun to watch for me. So 
AO, Onuwaku, good guy. Ran into him a couple times down in, uh, what is it, uh, Armory Square. <laughs> so, overall, yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's, there's a lot of good ones. It's tough, man. The basketball one, the basketball one is tough. All right, so, James, you are, you are, as I mentioned, you look like a caveman, and you've been in quarantine for quite some time now. So, uh, you gotta be like, I know I mentioned that, you know, restaurants are open in here and everything like that. And it just is like, you know, I don't think things, the only thing that wasn't normal around here, to be honest with you, was like, I couldn't go out to eat and we could always do pickup, but I couldn't go out to eat and we couldn't go, you know, to the beach or whatever, the closed beaches for whatever reason, even though you socially distance there, like anyway, but no, so, I don't like the arrows in the aisles at the stores. Yeah. Yeah, it's you a know, little creepy. Like, yeah, yeah. But what? Feet. But what's it like? You know, in New York City, James. I mean, are you ready to like lose it or what? Oh man, uh, ready to lose? I, I lost it already, man. I don't think I'm. I'm. I'm beyond ready to lose it. <laughs> really? Uh, nah, I'm doing okay. Like, you know, like all things considered, keeping it in perspective, I'm. I'm fine. But sitting in an apartment by yourself for two months with oh my gosh. nothing but, you know, like virtual interaction with people definitely uh, lends itself to go on a little stir crazy. So I, I've just been trying like on the weekends, I'm, I'm close to Central Park. So like I'll get to the park and, you know, like, you know, obviously I have like masks and stuff and like all that. But, um, you know, just sitting outside in the sun and like reading a book or something like that, man, like that's been like a huge reprieve. And then I've just been loading up on, like, Netflix. I've been playing video games. I've been playing, like, Fortnite. Um, I, I, re- I downloaded, like, the Final Fantasy VII remake. I was, like, playing that for a while. <laughs> but I've just been trying to stay busy yeah. uh, in, like, any way possible outside of work. And then, yeah, here here it's actually, like, like if you watch on TV, they're going to show you, like, Times Square and, like, Midtown, and it's empty. But actually up by me, it's actually still kind of, like, I don't want to say bustling, but... It's it's still pretty busy up by me. Like every time I go outside, there's still people walking around. Um, there's always cars going up and down like the avenues and stuff. So uh, it's it's not as bad up here. Like it's not as desolate as they make it seem to be in like Midtown. But um, you know, New, New York City still kind of in like shutdown mode. We're still on pause for another two weeks. And... What are you doing for eggplant parmesan right now? And what are you I've, doing? I've had part ways. I've had a part ways with eggplant parm for now. Oh. <laughs> I've been sitting around like I've been ordering a lot of salads because I've been just sitting around getting fat. Like I can't go to the gym. I can't like the only exercise I get is when I go outside and walk and I ordered some elastic bands. So I've been doing like the the elastic band workouts and stuff like that. But I've been trying not to eat too much pasta or any of that stuff just because I'm going to put on like 20 pounds if I do. <laughs> the the COVID-19, right? No, you got the, the, the COVID nineteen, the freshman fifteen, and the COVID nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> well, James, I'll tell you what you're you're a patient patient guy, buddy. Yeah, I'd have been. Think that it's like this everywhere else because I mean, we talked earlier. I mean, for a guy with options, I would have been gone. I yeah. mean, it's a difference between you know, but there's a lot of places where you can still go out and do stuff, and it's you know, if you got options, man, and and they're gonna still play games for couple more months then do what you got to do man you know you know hey <laughs> save your sanity please do what you got to do james do me a favor too 
And and yeah, and, and I don't know if I could do it, but like I said, I've been going to work every day. I, I wear a mask inside people's homes and all that stuff, but yeah. everything has pretty much been normal, like except for going out to eat, like I said, or going to the gym or the beach or whatever. But look, so NASCAR starts up tomorrow. NASCAR starts mm. back up. I just ask that you just give it a shot, James. Give it a shot. And there is nothing else to do, literally. Right? My my buddy texted me today. He's like, Will you watch it? And I was like, honestly, like I, I really might. Like <laughs> I'll, I'll probably tune in because there's nothing else on. It's better than, you know, watching like the Korean baseball league or cherry spinning contest or whatever else he has been. Well, why did they ever stop golf? I feel like why did golf stop? That is the ultimate social distancing. I mean, they aren't they having a playoff right now or a match? Are they? I like don't Rick, know. Rick Ricky Fowler and a couple of guys. I know that they're doing uh what is it? It's Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning are playing against uh, Phil Mickelson and uh, Tom Brady. Oh, that should be fun. In a, in a partner matchup. I know they're doing that. So, And I know UFC just started up. I don't know if you uh, watch UFC, James, but those are about the only two major sports that are opened up is UFC and NASCAR come tomorrow. Both, both hardcore sports. Stuff. Both hardcore sports, by the way. I'm just Tell saying. these golfers, man, to just man up. Get your own car, carry your own bag, socially distance, and play play your eighteen holes. Yeah, what the hell? Golf courses never shut down around here. Being pampered, quit being so. No, there's still people golfing here. So what are you watching on Netflix, James? I hate to turn like like this is the ultimate. This is the 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 essential you know podcast these days, which we've never really done, but. Ugh. I mean, I'm even hitting up the Netflix, and not much has really changed for me. In fact, I'm probably busier at work now than I normally am. But, like, I've been hitting up the Netflix, man. So, um, you know, I finished up, um, what is it, Ozark, the last mm. season there. That, I finished up The Last Kingdom. If you ever watched Game of Thrones, The Last Kingdom is is awesome. I've heard that. Not from you. Yeah, from me. <laughs> but it, so, what have you been hitting up on Netflix, James? So, so... I, I'm taking recommendations. Some some of it's been outside. Of, so I've been watching like outside of Netflix. I've been watching like the Jordan doc, like everybody else. Oh yeah, except um, for me. No, not Sean. I I, I got yeah, well. I so hold, hold, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold no, on. no, 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 no. I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about this because hold James, on. Well, let me is, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to let James finish his answer. For he me. doesn't accept the NBA as a sport. No, he doesn't even know what it is. He whoa, pretends whoa, 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 like he whoa, whoa. doesn't know what it is. James, what's the NBA? Yeah. Exactly. Here's the thing. Can I? But he's trying to get you to watch NASCAR, right? Hold on. Crazy. Let me. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The nerve. I am going to watch that. I'm going to watch it. But here's the thing. I don't watch TV unless sports is on. My TV's off. Like I just don't. So. So so the Jordan documentary doesn't qualify as sports. No, no, no. I, I just... I, what is it on? What is it on? <laughs> ESPN. Okay, it's on ESPN, all right? Okay, well, I when I found out about the Jordan documentary, I it was already started. I figured, well, you know, I'll I'll get it after it's done. Because, oh, man. Well, because... And, and I am very... I am, I've, watched, I've watched clips. I'm very interested in it. I've, I loved Michael Jordan. He was huge <laughs> when I was a kid. Man, right. you backpedal so, faster than you run forward. No, <laughs> y- Joe, screw you. <laughs> screw you. It's the truth. I just tell the truth. I don't watch the NBA. I will I will watch that. I have not watched a minute of it. I didn't even know what it was on. I did search for it on Netflix and I realized, oh, this isn't a Netflix thing. It must be on cable. I don't my TV's not on. Unless there's right. live sports on. 
My TV's usually off. Unless the kids are watching, you know, what, you know whatever they're watching. I don't use The Last Dance? No, my kids aren't watching The Last Dance, <laughs> you jerk. I, I now know two people that are not watching The Last Dance. Oh, boy. And my mom. <laughs> your, mom's, your mom's a class act. I bet you if you ask Dylan, he knows. I'll bet you Dylan has no idea. The kid has been playing video games for the past two months. Probably has no idea. What's he play? He plays he plays Fortnite. He plays okay. my man. Um, oh, he a lot uh, online Madden, online MLB. Okay, that's that, those those are his top three. Okay, okay. Well, so. What do you what do you play on, James? Are you uh, an Xbox or a PlayStation Four kind of guy? Yeah, I'm I'm a PS Four guy, yes. but like with four. Hey. Yes. With with Fort, <laughs> you can play cross platform. So I got buddies that True. play like Xbox, and we'll we'll get on. So we'll we'll do like cross platform. But a I couple of I can't stuff. do Fortnite, man. Nah, not into it's. it's I, I don't like the building, man. Yeah, it's that's like the number one thing you have to be able to do is build. And some guys are just so crazy with it. Like, oh my son, I'm okay with it, but man, some of these guys are just. Oh God! I've seen the end product of these games, and it's ridiculous. It's like a spaceship up into the sky. I don't even know what exactly that is, but crazy. So I'm yeah. I'm still playing um, NCAA basketball 2010 on PS3. <laughs> <laughs> That's become like vintage too. Like people are really like they desire to play like all the old NCAA football and basketball games. People yeah, have been yeah. Doing. yeah. I have 2013 football and 2010 basketball. And nice. um, my PS3 basically fried. You know, it's just so old, it fried. And my wife went out and bought me, um, bought me one for Christmas. Like, went to the, right. to, nice. to GameStop or whatever and, and bought me one for Christmas so I could keep playing my NCAA games. It's the only thing I play on there. Because, I mean, that, yeah. that NCAA Basketball 2010 is still a good game. It's still a really good game. Because mm-hmm. there hasn't been one after. I mean, I was a, well, I was a PlayStation guy all the way to PlayStation Two, right? And then they started the PS3 Xbox thing, and I got, I ended up getting a ridiculous deal for an Xbox 360 from a guy who needed some money. Um, and yeah, so I turned into Xbox, right? You need Halo and stuff like that, and then I went right back to PS4 right after that. So, but I do have the what the RG3, the last like the Heisman college football or whatever that yeah. they had, yeah. and uh, then with PS4, I'm playing Madden, the show. You ever heard of Realm Royale? No. I, th- I thought that was a... I, I've heard of that. I thought that's that was an iPhone game, though. No, it's it's another... It's a cross-platform um, kind of oh. like Fortnite. Fortnite, but not building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that's no the, building involved, you know? Yeah, that's the one my brother plays. Well, he did play. Did yeah. play. Oh, he got sick of it because he probably, probably played it to oblivion. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. right. Yeah, I, I just you know, um, my my kid hogs the PlayStation, so I don't get much a ton of time on it. But you know, I got a five year old that will he kicks my ass in Plants vs Zombies. I'm like, <laughs> when did I get so bad at, at video games? I used to I used to sweep the floor, mop the floor with these kids, and now they now my five year old's kicking my ass in Plants vs Zombies, and he begs me to play with him just so he could whoop me. I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm not. I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, they're a lot more complicated than Tech Mobile. Yeah, I'm like, my guy's like, it's that kind of like, well, it's second person view, but it's up close. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm all over the place. I can't aim, 
and he just comes up and just destroys me. But I'm like, and so I'm like, I'm like, Cole, let's you and D, you and I be on the same team. How about that? And he's like, all right, fine. So <laughs> I, I let him do all the work. But um, those games are hard, man. That I played, I tried playing Fortnite exactly one time. One time, I couldn't do it, man. I'm sorry. I just there was my skill set isn't there. My and and you know what else is not there is my patience. Because I can't do the, you know, my son, my oldest son, he builds, goes up and builds and then builds a platform and then shoots down and <laughs> builds walls. So, he can, I mean, like, it's happened so fast. I'm like, you know what? Oh, yeah. I don't even want to take the time to learn how to do this <laughs> because, because, yes, I don't have the time to, to learn all this. It's too much. So, you know, have fun. You know? Yeah, that's like uh, if, I, if I was in a situation like James where like I didn't have like I wasn't I had to work, what, work from home. But then there's so much just I mean, it probably affects that's even how much you've been writing. Right. Like, I mean, there's not a lot of news. I mean, would you still be I mean, would you be writing more now or I mean, I, if outside of this, I would be writing more like I, I don't know if I'm alone in this, but ever since the season ended and even up until now, I've I've really been like checked out. I don't know. Yeah, you're not alone. I, I really know why that is? Because usually, I'll be checked out for a little while because it's like after the season, I'm tired. I want to rest and just get back to like normal life, get in the gym, all that. I've really been checked out the whole time, and maybe that's just because you know we're not in a normal circumstance. But um, yeah, in ordinary circumstances, I would probably be writing a little bit more. Um, but I found like. And maybe this is just me. Like I, I'm really having a hard time like writing like the hypothetical stuff. Like, oh yeah, you, you, you know what I mean. Like I, I just need mm. like, things to write about. Like, like right, like Beheim's army. I could write about that because it's something that, that's actually going to happen, or like uh, a kid transferring, or, or stuff like that. Like I could do that, but I, it's it's hard to like, what if this happened? And what to if, write like, something on speculation, right? Yeah, yeah it's just. just... Yeah, yeah it's, I get it's, it. It's and you know what though, too, James, because it, it not only is it hard to write, but it's it's not much fun to read. I gotta be honest. Yeah, no, it's not yeah. much fun to read. I, I just, I, I mean, you know, give me the news and and, and I'm okay. And I'm I'm with you, kind of like checked out. Like it's just been it's just been so freaking long. And I mean, yeah. I'm watching. I watch virtual racing with these guys, you know, <laughs> real NASCAR drivers racing on their computers. I've been watching yeah. this, and, and it's actually kind of like been nice. It's the only thing that I've had. But I'm a huge yeah. NASCAR fan. I don't see someone like uh, Joe. I know you've tried it out, but I don't see like someone like James. Like I would just be like, I'd be checked out too, right. man. I'd be, yeah. you know, and in in you know all of the things that we did, and you know we we did these things, we did all these tournaments and the brackets, yep. and it was just because we had the time. Right. You know, there's nothing else to do. You want to put out content. We want to have fun with with the show. And to be honest with you, some some good things came out of this. Like we used to only talk, only talk to Syracuse Sports. That's it. Yep. That's what yep. we're gonna do. And, you know, I had a listener of ours tell me, James, that – and this is how it goes. I had a listener of ours tell me that he heard you on our show, so he started listening to you on Noon's Magician, and he was listening to all your podcasts there. And then one time you weren't on there, and uh, he's like, I can't even listen to this because he didn't have the voice recognition. He couldn't, he couldn't hear James. He's like, man, I can't even listen to this. So yeah. – 
you know, once you get that 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 familiarity with the with the who you listen to and everything like that, and then you can kind of branch off. And Joe and I are kind of realizing that, like, we don't always have to talk about Syracuse sports. Like, it doesn't always have to be like that yeah. because we've been you know, do, we've been doing it long enough. But without, I can talk about any sports. Well, right, but. you know, but without this this whole thing coming along, there's always something. You know, well, I think in the beginning, right, it was like okay. We're missing out on the tournament. It's only going to last a month. So yeah. okay, this is this is cute. Like right, let's do right. the brackets. Let's do the brackets on social media. And, yeah, you know something to fill our time for a month before we get back to normal, right? And now it's just like, like most people are looking for substance. Like yeah. if I re- yeah. I'm trying to read something at this point, I'm looking for substance. If I see like you talked about, it's just some theoretical kind of something on speculation. I'm kind of like, oh, this is just this is just try- this is filler. This yeah. is just time filler at this point, and like yeah. it's getting old. The first month, okay, I get it, but now it's like, come on. And I'm a, I'm a type of person where like I'm a I'm a sports guy. I'm addicted to sports, like through and throughout. Even in the slow season, baseball during I don't watch baseball, but I love fantasy baseball. Right, I always have something that I am that I'm looking forward to as far as sports goes. And it's just weird because I'm still I'm doing my everyday, and like I'll be sitting there and something's off. And I don't really know what it is. I can't even explain it. It's just something is off. And it's like it's, and I, and as sad as it might sound, I think it's it's the sports and it's just the, the irregularity of what is going on. And I just wish that this would end. And that's why I'm grasping onto anything. I mean, I'm doing free DraftKings contests of simulated Madden games. I mean, let's talk about this for you know what I mean. Like it's not like I'm spending money. It's not like I'm. You know, but if I'm bored, that I mean that's what I'm doing. Or watching iRacing, right? Or now that UFC finally came back, uh, Dana White is sprinting to try to get all these ESPN fights in, so he can. So, and I'm just I'm loving it, right? And with yeah. NASCAR tomorrow, I mean it's just starting to. Maybe I'll start feeling better this week, but it's it's, you, it's just been a weird times, man. Did you guys hear Dave Portnoy's rant on Twitter? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you didn't. Oh, I'm did not, you? I'm not, I don't follow Barstool. I don't really. It's a. It's a. I, I try. I don't really keep up with like Barstool and what they do. I, I try not to follow Barstool. I don't. I don't either. But he. I think. Like I watch a Dave Portnoy pizza review any day of the week. And that, and I mean it's just how I am. But yeah, I mean, I mean, he went on. He's like, he's like enough of this. Let's you know. Let's let's it's time to change gears here. But it's been it's been tough, man. And you're gonna start to see you're gonna start to see you know like you, James. Like you're ready to get out, right? I don't know if we talked about this on the air or if it was before we started recording. I'm chopping it a bit, man. You're ready to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Your mom's in Florida. I'll be in Florida yesterday. Like you know what I'm saying? But I know it's tough because you're doing all your work from home anyway, right? Yeah. It's 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 been tough. Um, you know, we're all remote. I think to, to your earlier point, like so much has changed and I think we're still learning things. And I, I think a lot of like, like you're learning, like you don't always have to talk about Syracuse sports on the pod, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it's, you know, I think a lot of workplaces are, are changing and like we're, we're unique. We're, we're not, you know, that's not unique to us, but, um, you know, I think people are understanding that you can work from home now. Like, you yeah. know, you can, you can work from home and, and get things done is, is, is it as efficient? No, definitely not. Like communication's definitely lost. Um, you know, sometimes you just need to turn to your colleague and say, "Hey, what's this?" Or, or you know, vice versa, and be able to actually see and communicate next to. It. But but we're learning a lot through this, and I think a lot's going to change. You know, maybe with like office spaces, 
Uh, maybe we, we see that come down. You know, people are going to start to turn more online and things like that. But um, yeah, man, I'm I'm chomping at the bit to get out. Though I think it's it's going to continue like this for a while. And I think you know I might head up to Syracuse, and you know my my parents still have a place up there, so it'd be you know just like turning the water on and you know getting getting things set up there. So. I might do that or I might go down to Florida because it doesn't really matter where I work from at this point. And I think at least in New York City, it's going to be like this for a little while, it sounds like. So I'm chomping at the bit to get out and just have have something, you know, some sort of semblance of normalcy or a new normal, whatever it is. But just, um, you know, just to get some of the things back that were lost and get, get to living somewhat of a normal life here sometime soon. Yeah. And, you know, basically just starting the sports back up and slowly and and you know we'll see i'm still a little bit worried just because of this just be like syracuse is not new york city okay and the blanket policies have to be dissected a little bit like there shouldn't be blanket policies for the state but um i mean when you look at sports and you look at you know having obviously Syracuse football coming up and being in New York does worry me a little bit. Like I know that they're optimistic about this and I think it's, I think it should go, but I mean, you know, who am I? I mean, I want to watch sports. So I have a biased opinion about it, but I mean, you know, I'm once it became, once it became a political thing, like I don't even know what's what anymore. You know what I'm saying? And it's too, it's too bad. Because it is a serious thing, but do we need to lock down like the way that you know, like California and New York City are doing? Oh wait, I don't have any idea. You know, well, I mean, I do have an idea, but it's just <laughs> that's that's me. I just think yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to handle it being in in your situation, James. So yeah, it, it's tough. Like you have to keep it in perspective. Like you know, you you really feel for the people that have had this. You feel yeah. for the people that have lost loved ones and you know, or suffering to, to the worst degree, people like me, like, okay, yeah, I'm a little stir crazy. My mood's down. Like if that's all that I have to worry about, I'd, I'd say I'm doing okay. You know, like keep it in perspective, but in certain areas, like, like New York city or like Cal, like you really have to be responsible because these are human lives we're talking about that, that are being lost. And it is serious. Um, I don't know that there's a uniform way to look at this or, you know, like at least in New York, we've had, you know, like the set of seven criteria, this is what you need. Let's open up responsibly. Let's do it in phases. Let's do it smart. Um, There's no like one correct, there's no silver bullet to this thing where it's just, it's not going to spread or, you know, so I just think we have to be responsible and and conscientious and, you know, hopefully, um, you know, we can do it like the best way that that we can going forward. But it's, it's tough as it relates to football. These guys are going to want to play like, there's there's too much money on the line I think for for them not to try to get the ball rolling here you know and you, you get into all sorts of issues like okay if we have the student athletes on campus does that mean we have to have the students on campus that right like you can't you can't say we're gonna keep all of the students at home doing virtual classes while the student athletes are on campus or do you and then you open yourself up to all this criticism. Right, so it's it's no. You just there's essential students. <laughs> well, that, that's when then they would be admitting like this is not amateurism. Like, 
if these kids are on campus, they're here helping us make money for the sport. Yep. This is not amateur. You know what I mean? So you're caught in the NCAA. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. Caught in your predicament. Um, but, but I think, you know, just generally speaking, I think they're going to try to do everything they can in their power to make, make football happen. Well, I think that we're going to learn. Well, I agree. I think football happens. I do. Yeah. I do and, think and even even if back, right facilities are opening up NFL. Yeah. 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 And 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 you know as long as you do it smart and maybe you don't have fans or maybe you go half capacity or I don't know. I mean, tape some chairs up, leave some space. I mean, I don't know. How, however you want to do it, but yeah. you can't. We have to make a move here. We can't live like this. This is getting to the point of, you know. Yeah. Well, I don't think we don't know enough about it, but I think we know enough to be able to start to open things up. And I think that this opens up the eyes a lot of more of, you know, like what uh, James was talking about, personal responsibility when it comes to hygiene, when it comes to personal space, when it comes to awareness of these kind of things. Uh, There's a lot of people and a lot of, you know, a lot of people out there that don't really do that. You know, they don't they don't respect that kind of thing. They don't even really think about it, right? So I think that that's the one thing that's going to change more than anything is, is is that and the fact that, like, you just have to realize that, like, being on top of, you know, when you're living on top of each of each other in big cities like yeah. L.A. and New York, then, you know, you got to be way more, way more, like, just on top of sh- Sorry, I was about to swear as far as, you know. You got but very close there. It's just, it's one of those things where it's surprising to me that you have to go out and tell people that they have to wash their hands and they have to do all these things because that's yeah, something that? that I just. Yeah, you would think people would like wash their hands after going to the bathroom and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. Some people don't. But yeah, it's it's a complex. It's so complex. And like, like you say, in, in the city like New York or L.A., like especially in New York where, you know, you have public transportation. That's yeah. when it gets really complicated. You but know? it never, I mean, it never shut down. A lot of other cities, people drive when you're in your car alone. Okay, a little different when you're on a subway and you got people on top of one another and, you know, people taking buses and, you know, this, that, and the third. So Yeah. How many people are holding that pole standing up, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, never the, the subway there never shut down. And maybe, you know, maybe, I mean, we're talking about a two-week hiatus from school, but the subway never shuts down. I mean, maybe that should have been, you know, looking back in hindsight, seems ridiculous. To me, I think it's absurd. You know, they just started no. cleaning the subways like uh, uh, three weeks ago or something like that. When was it, James? Didn't they just do that recently? And they weren't cleaning they, them before then? So that that's the thing that's come out is like, why, why are you doing something now that should have been done all along? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, the, the New York subway is not the cleanest place. Oh, God. Put this thing from it. Um, but yeah, they've been cleaning the subways, but man, I, I, and it's tough too, because, you know, you clean the subways every day and should you clean the, yes, you absolutely should clean the subway, but then, you know, fares are going to rise and people are going to be upset when the fare rises and yeah, you know, so it's, it's not always such a simple world we live in, but yeah, uh, they, they should definitely clean the subways. subways. Oh, a hundred (laughs) percent. I mean, come on. And there's gotta be a happy medium. They probably should have, they probably should have started cleaning them in early March. Be my guess, yeah, right. Well, and I think we're getting in that point where we're at that happy medium of trying to figure out. Okay, yes, there. It's obviously there's the the, pub, the public health, right? But then there's the economy we have to worry about, and then there's the fact of sitting there doing, you know, kind of what you're doing, just quarantining yourself. I mean, 
there's a lot of the newer cases of people that are getting this are people that are quarantining themselves. Quarantining, I mean, it's kind of proven that it kind of hurts your (laughs) immune system. It lowers your immune system. It makes it easier, more susceptible to get So does bathing in Lysol and hand sanitizer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just just saying there's got to be a happy medium between the stuff, right? Like, what are we going to do? We're going to ruin our immune systems, ruin our economy, and for what? People are still going to get this, and people are unfortunately still going to pass away. So we got to figure out something and 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 get this rolling, man. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, New York City isn't Syracuse. Syracuse should do their thing. Onondaga County should do their thing. You know, Virginia Beach should do its thing. It's separate than Northern Virginia and the D.C. area. You know, things, things, the blanket policy stuff. I just, you know, I mean, this, you know, whatever. This isn't a policy show. And, and we went down the rabbit hole, but uh, just for James' sake, because he is in the worst place, it's just interesting to hear. You know, poor James. I mean, like, there, there, there. me. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm gonna be- yeah, I know, but we, it's got to be tough. And every time I hear like crazy news out in New York, I'm like, oh my gosh. It's got to be nuts living there. Like you, you put out a video the other day, uh, just real quick. At seven, what is it? Seven o'clock. Everybody comes out and bangs pots and pans. Yeah, yeah. So th- that's been one cool thing. Like ever since the outbreak, and every single night since, people have come out at seven p.m. and they'll bang, you know, pots and pans, car keys, whatever, and just cheer on and loud screams like for the healthcare workers. Uh, it's been really kind of like a unifying thing in a city that's always not so unified, you know, where it's sometimes it could be like dog eat dog here. Uh, so it's it's been cool to see that. And a couple weeks ago, uh, it was a Friday night, I went to one of the, the parks up here and people were playing like, um, you know, Empire State of Mind and like all these New York songs. And it's it's been cool to see New York in a different light like that. Like people have kind of at least here, come together as much as you can come together under this thing, so to speak. Um, which, which isn't always how New York is thought of or, or represented. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's been cool. It's been cool. Yeah. Yep. Well, out of all bad, there's good, and I truly believe that. So, there's always going to be something. I mean, I've got things in my own yeah. house that um, you know have been blessings coming out of some of this some of this stuff so you know i mean i'm a believer and everything happens for a reason and um you know whether or not it's it's you know some may believe it's it's overhyped or it's way politicized or it's this there or the other it doesn't matter it is what it is and and you know you got to take the good out of a lot of things and um for new yorkers to come together it's kind of a big deal <laughs> so um but all right we'll wrap it up there James, thanks for the time, buddy. Appreciate it. Always. And when we get some, when we when we start to build up some more basketball news, I hope you'll come back. And obviously, when when sports starts, check out where you check out some NASCAR tomorrow for me. Okay, all you gotta do is sit there, take a nap, wake up, it's still be on. Promise you, James. I, I used to be an anti NASCAR guy, and him and his brother got me, man. They got me hook, line, and sinker, bro. So all right. I don't think I'll fall. You know, I'm not going to fall for for NASCAR, but I'll have it on. It'll at least be it'll at least be on the television. I might tune in a little bit. Um, two two quick things. One, you know this. Always happy to come on. Always happy to do it. Two, I'm especially happy to do it now because I have nothing out. Literally nothing. <laughs> so especially in these times, I'm, I'm more than happy to. Come on, 
Well, that's what I was going to say. It's just like if you're sitting there and you're like, dude, I don't want to do shit. Like, there just, he is. No, um, you know, I knew it was going to happen. But anyway, if that happens, you know, just hit us up because uh, a lot of times we're sitting here like, oh, what are we going to do the next show? Well, we don't got enough news. And so if you want to just get on there and figure something out, then we can definitely do that stuff. No problem. It, it was fun. Sean texted me last night and asked if I wanted to come on. And it, he, he he asked me, and I'm like, you know what's funny? Like, I was going to text you and, and Joe and just see what you guys were doing. I think it was on a Wednesday. And it was throughout the workday, and I got caught up and sidetracked and doing other things. And then he texted me, you know, last night and asked if I wanted to come on. So I just – I thought that was funny. It was good timing. But, yeah, as, as you guys know, I'm always happy to come on. Any, seriously, anytime, anytime. Yeah, and I'm not on social – Joe's never on the, the Q's Militia social media. And I'm only on it when I was posting stuff for the tournament stuff and the voting. And so I'm not yeah. even on there that much. I mean, if there's not games going on, I'm not hardly on there. You yeah, know, and it's just like well, I mean, I, I don't want, I don't want it to get you know with the the messaging and everything. I don't want people to not know who they're talking to, right? So I just let you handle that. You yeah, know, well, it's, it's, you can't go in and out of you know answering. That's messages, that's right? that's me on Twitter begging for an edit button. Um, <laughs> I am extremely bad with the not proofreading my tweets and stuff because whatever gives a crap. I mean, when it comes down to it, who cares? Right, but Twitter should have an edit button. They really should. I know, right? I mean, I know people. I, do what, James? Like I'll just fire off texts and not read. The te- like whenever I text, I just try to get through the text as quick as possible. Yeah, and just yeah. shut it off. Yeah. So I, 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 I you know, I, I know where you're coming from. That's my tweet. That's yeah. my like. I just want to put it out there and be done with it. And and here I am, you know. And I don't know what's up with iPhone, but they they. They autocorrect some things into some absurd stuff. No, jeez. <laughs> I mean, it's oh. so stupid. So anyway, all right, I digress. James, thanks. We'll have you back on soon. We'll just build something up. We'll make something up like we did hey, today. Na- uh, NASCAR, NASCAR is 15% exciting, 85% boring. The key is to figure out those 15%. What races and when to watch. That's what the key is. That's so, it. So, so I don't agree with those percentages. But there is truth to that, that some tracks are extremely boring. But Darlington tomorrow, Darlington, the lady in black, the old school Southern 500 old track. It's it's fun. And they're not going to have any practice time, qualifying time or anything like that. Okay, Um, they've been chomping. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, they've been chomping at the bit. They got no practice time, no qualifying, nothing. So they're going to unload the cars and they're going to race. Should be exciting. So. Screw this iRacing and letting Billy Byron win every race. Yeah, I know. The, the iRacing champ. So, all right. I appreciate it. For Joe and James, I'm Sean. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe.